Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. I've used the scripture this morning in the Hebrews, chapter number 9. Uh, I may go back to that, uh, thir- Hebrews 9 and 13 and 14, but I'm going to start in Numbers chapter 19. Numbers chapter 19. Tonight is where my, my heart's at. I, I, I think this will, be a, this will be a blessing to you. And uh, this sounds better up here, Jeff, to me right now. This sounds better to me. So whatever you've done, you've done good. Thank you. And uh, it, uh, so I'm reading, I get the Times of Israel on on my email every day. Does anybody else get that? That's good, isn't it, Jim? And uh, I don't read it every day. Becky knows she sends me emails. I check it about once a week. So I don't, it's not an everyday event. Now I got 25 or 30 or 50 when I check them. And uh, I've unsubscribed to everything and it still shows up. If you ever get your name out there, uh, they, they got your name. Anyway, I, I, so I'm doing, I'm up early. I, I'm, I'm just skimming the headlights. And it said something. And I knew I was using Hebrews 9 and verses 13, 14 this morning in the message. I'd read that. Last night, so I'm I'm reading that, and the headline said heifer, and you probably read it. So I'm giving you old news, old news to you, brother Jim. But but <laughs> it's good to be able to forget things because everything's fresh when you do. And so uh, I read this, and I'm going to talk to you just a little while tonight. I'm going to read this. I'm going to share a few headlines with you. Uh, happy about a heifer. That's what I'm going to talk to you about. Happy about a heifer. Now, in Hebrews, or, or Numbers 19, uh, if you're there, shout amen. amen. A lot of reading tonight. I'm not going to read the entire chapter, but the entire chapter, this, it concerns this entire chapter here about the heifer. And uh, the Bible said, And the Lord spake unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, This is the ordinance of the law which the Lord hath commanded, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring thee a red heifer without spot, wherein is no blemish, and upon which never came Yoke, and ye shall give her unto Eleazar the priest, that he may bring her forth without the camp, and one shall slay her before his face. And that, he's the witness of this. And Eleazar the priest shall take of her blood with his finger, been on this hand. And sprinkle of her blood directly before the tabernacle of the congregation seven times. And one shall burn the heifer in his sight. Her skin and her flesh and her blood with her dung shall he burn. And the priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop 
and scarlet and cast it into the midst of the burning of the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes and he shall bathe his flesh in water and afterward he shall come into the camp and the priest shall be unclean until the even. And he that burneth her shall wash his clothes in water and bathe his flesh in water and shall be unclean until the even. And a man that is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and lay them up without the camp in a clean place. And it shall be kept for the congregation of the children of Israel for a water of separation. It is a purification for sin. And he that gathereth the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until the even. And it shall be unto the children of Israel and unto the stranger that sojourneth among them for a statue forever. Father, I love you. I thank you for the night, for the chance to be in church, for the word of God that's forever settled in heaven. And I pray, God, that I can be a help to you people and encouragement tonight. That it has encouraged me. And I pray, God, that what we share and learn and glean and be beneficial to the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of our Christ. Fill my mouth, guard my tongue, and keep me, God, in the place between the bounds of the book that I ought to be. I'll praise you for, ever that, for everything that's done. I ask it in my king's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. Now, what what is this? What is so good about the heifer? Well, the children of Israel are in the wilderness at this time. They've missed where God wanted them to be. And so they're they're in a wilderness area. I'm just gonna tell you, most of us, I'll put myself in here, Brother Josh Myers, most of us find ourselves in the wilderness more than we should. Is anybody here besides me? We find ourselves in the wilderness and that's where the children of Israel are. Listen, I got no, I got no stones to throw at these people. If I'd have been there with them and seen all them giants and everything that's going on, I'd have been just like them. I said, we can't go in and take them. I'm telling you, it's above and beyond our ability to do it. And I know there's some pious Christians out there, they think, try to march right in there. Yeah, I know that. Some of them can't even get to church on Wednesday night. Tell me, tell me how much God you got. Amen. Hey, we'd have been just like them. I don't have any stones to throw at these people. They're out there in the wilderness. They're there because of their own devices. God didn't make them do it. He, he, they chose it. Amen. So here they are. So they're going to need something for a purification process. They can't stop and set the tabernacle up. every When they're walking out through the wilderness, the pillar of clouds out in front of them, they got to follow the cloud. Listen, they're out there going along and the tabernacle's being carried by the priests behind them. They, when one of them says something, does something, gets something on them, they, they, they become unclean. They can't throw a time out out there and say, hey, stop, put up the tabernacle. We need to make a sacrifice. We got to get some blood going here. 
We got to get clean. I'm unclean. It's the purification process. So what does God give them? He gives them an opportunity. They give them the remedy instead of opportunity. The remedy for this, what's it going to be? It's a purification process. Something's going to make them clean. Are you with me? So he wants a heifer. Now I don't know about you, but I'm thinking this is a happy bunch. Because instead of setting a, I mean, have to put the tabernacle all together again to get clean, Josh. Here, all they need is a heifer. It's a lot less work. All we got to do is find one without any spot or blemish and it's never had a yoke on it and we burn that thing outside the camp. It's going to take someone, a layman, not a priest that burns it. The priest witnesses, but a layman burns, kills the thing and burns it. The priest does the blood work. Is anybody with me on that? So the priest does the blood work, and when that's accomplished, praise God, purification's taking place. So they're happy about a heifer. They've got they've got this they've got this uh, water with the ashes. The ashes sprinkled, the water poured. And all they got to do is put it on them, and they are purified again. So that don't mean much. Well, if you was unclean, it disqualified you from doing a lot of things. I mean, if you get unclean, you're separated from the family. You have a, out of fellowship with God. You don't. You're not eating what they eat. You're not in the right place. It's just a. It's a, just a rough place to be. You're better off. They need to be purified in order to enjoy the blessing of God. It's going to take some purification. Is anybody with me? So they're happy about a heifer. Now this, you can read through the rest of the chapter. I didn't do it for time's sake. But it's concerning dead bodies. There's a lot of things that would, uh, would constitute you being unclean. Something we find here that's interesting. We, we, read, it, we read it here that it says in verse number 10 <coughs> or 9. It is a purification for sin. Well, when we see up in verse number let me find it here. Uh, red heifer, bring feast, finger blood directly seven times. Here we are, verse number six. And the priest shall take cedar, wood, hyssop, and scarlet, and cast it into the midst of the burning of the heifer. Those are the three elements that you're going to find when you go back into Leviticus and you see what the purifying, remember, what needs to be purified? Flesh. When we see the purifying process of the leper, these are the three elements that's required or there's no purification taking place. So we see it here again. Some have a lot of ideas what those three things represent. I'm not going to try to give that to you tonight. I, I have my own opinion. You read it and you see what those three things represent. Praise God. But I think it's all a picture of Christ. Everything's a picture of Jesus from start to finish. And we see this. We, we see this, and this process takes place, and you know what? In the even, and, and God, that's how God starts. It started in the dark, you know that. In the evening and the morning were the first day. It starts in the dark, and God brings the light. And here we got it. So, and in the even, guess what? Purified. Clean again. Isn't that good? 
They're happy about a heifer. Now, we go, we go from this time. I won't argue about times. Some people like to fight about that. 1,500 years. Thereabout. Jesus shows up. Now, they not recognized him. And I can tell you why. Because they're still looking for a heifer. And I seen Brother Robbie Wattenberg today at the restaurant. We took the kids out to eat after church this morning. And, and, and seen Robbie and Robbie said, I don't believe they got that heifer. Well, according to them, they got it. Five of them. The red heifer couldn't be without spot or blemish. I mean, it had to be without spot or blemish and never yoked. It had to be, according to them, this is what they say now. I did not read it here. It had to be two years old. and can't have a white hair on it nowhere. It's hard to get. It's hard to get a, a solid color. Tell me, right now, you got cows? How many of them black baldies you got there? That Angus, Angus have a have a little spot on a hoof or somewhere. It's 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 hard to find one that's solid without a white hair on it. Two weeks ago, a group of Jews descended that were descendants from the tribe of Levi, enacted a practice run for the purification ceremony. Practice run. Now, Professor Zohar Amar, I probably pronounced that wrong, but he won't care, (laughs) said one red heifer would provide enough ashes to purify 660 billion purifications. They only had, if, I, if the guy I read after today was accurate, and I think it's Wearsby who said this, they only had seven from the time of Moses till the time of Christ. So one heifer must do a lot. Now that's a professor, Israeli professor, Now, many rabbis have forbidden their followers from going up to the Temple Mount. I did not know this. This this was brand new. This was hot off the press for me. Because they are not in a state of ritual purity. In other words, they can't ascend up into the place of prayer, the Holy Mount, where was over there. Grover took his pocket knife with him. Not a good idea. Some guard is trying to get him to sell it to him for $5 or something. And I'm up at the top and I'm watching him shaking his head at this guy. I thought, we're going to jail. Finally, he walks up through there. I said, what was you doing? He said, what was it, $5? Trying to give me $5 for my pocket knife. I thought, my Lord, we flew halfway around the world. You couldn't do it today. That was in 1999. We'd still be in jail. There we are. They're saying on that very place, the rabbis are saying that the Jews can't go up there because they're not ritually purified. The ceremony has not been performed. In order, they can't remember what unclean means. We don't know. We don't even. We don't understand. We can't comprehend this. Our culture is so different. I mean... 
about 99.9% .9 of us in here tonight, if we was having to line up with this, would be disqualified. Why? Because we heard something, saw something today, said something, done something, thought something before this day was out. Hey, you know what it would do? It'd make us unclean. I'm probably the only one in here, but it'd make me unclean. Now here's what happened. Ashes of the red heifer are necessary for purification prior to conducting biblical sacrificial ceremonies. It's essential. In other words, it won't do them any good to have a temple. It won't do them any good to have all the, the furniture of the temple. It won't do them any good to have an altar. It, it'd be of no benefit to none of them without that heifer to purify theirself, they're out of business. Now, what does that mean to us? Nothing except this. They said the old rabbi stood there and that guy was from Texas, if I read that, remember that right, Randall. Five, five, said that the rabbi was there and said they started, they brought the first one out. And I've seen a picture of them bringing that thing. You can watch the video. I'm running out there. I couldn't see any white hairs on her. I was looking real close. They're going to examine that thing, Brother Brands. And I saw, I saw, and the old rabbi's standing there crying. Now, I didn't see this. I read this. <clears throat> they said the rabbi was crying when the heifer came off the wagon. And he said, for 2,000 years, we've not had a heifer. He said, now we got five. You know what? And they're happy about it. They're happy about having just one heifer, let alone five heifers. This heifer will be qualified next month. It'll make its two-year mark, and it would be qualified ceremonially to be sacrificed, and the blood sprinkled, and the priest purified. Now, they're doing the trial run in ancient Shiloh, where the first capital was set up. But David booted the Jebusites out, took Jerusalem, and moved it all to that, there, his headquarters. But they're beginning, they're beginning back at ancient Shiloh. That's where this practice run took place. And they're happy about an heifer. Now, I said that doesn't mean anything to us but one thing. And here's what it means. I don't have to have a heifer. I don't have to have a heifer. I'm ceremonial clean tonight. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship. With him, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Listen, what does that mean, Brother Ivan? That means that that same blood that cleansed me yesterday cleanses me today. And that same blood that cleansed me cleansed you if you're saved tonight. And that same blood will cleanse me if I live 30 years. That same blood's gonna cleanse me 30 years from now. 
It's not the blood of bulls and goats or the sprinkling of ashes of an heifer. No, it's the blood of Christ. Now, what does that mean? Why should that heifer make us happy? Here's what it, why it makes us happy. Because it's pointing to this, the last of the last days. When them boys build that temple, I'm going to tell you, I think the church is out of here. Hey, if it's not out of here, the day they build it, it's soon coming right after. There it is. I'm, now, my friends argue with me. Well, they, we, we just disagree on this. When that thing's going to be. I'm about to give you something real deep right here. Right, you got a pen, take this down. I don't know. <laughs> and the ones that are so dogmatic about it, I don't trust them no farther than I could throw them. But I do know this, Brother David Mitchell, that they need that heifer, and they got five, and in order for the abomination of desolation to stand in the holy place, there had to be a temple built. In order for him to be there, it'll be three and a half years into the tribulation period when he stands in that place and declares himself God, and we'll be at a party around the bridegroom with the groom in heaven, praise God, and they can have this mess. I don't believe all that, preacher. You need to read your Bible. I got old Free Will Baptist disagree with me on that. I found out Free Will Baptists don't know everything. Southern Baptists don't either. Some of my Pentecostal brothers missed it just a little bit. I'm just saying, well, there's things we can know. The mystery's been solved. There's some things I don't know. But I'll find out. And I'm happy that they've got a heifer. Let them make their sacrifice. Mine's already been made. Let them build that temple. You're looking at the temple of God. Let them do whatever it does, takes to make them happy. They don't claim me as theirs, but I claim them as mine. Listen, they were broken off that I might be grafting. in. Hey, I'm in there, praise God. I'm in the olive tree. And I'm happy about a heifer. Because that one thing about that heifer says this, Stephen H. That it's not far, it's not far to the end of the road. It's not far to the end of the road. He said, I'm a coming back, and he's a coming back. And he's a coming back to get me. And if you're saved, he's coming back to get you. If you're unsaved, he's going to leave you here. He's coming like a thief in the night, but unlike a thief, he's only taking that which belongs to him. The rest of it, he's going to leave here. Now, you can have it whichever way you want it. <coughs> I, I think... I, 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 People have such a misconception of, the, of my God. Let's see, he's here talking to us, hear him? <laughs> Let us hear, Lord. Mm. They have such a misconception of him. We read it tonight out of 1 John, God is love. We love him because he first loved us. 
Less than if you love your brother, how can you love God? If you don't love your brother whom you have seen, how can you love God whom you've not seen? God is love. We know we've passed from death into life because we love the brethren. There's no doubt that God is love. God's just and he's, he's just and the justifiers. I said this morning, he's righteous in all that he does. And it, here it is. Look here. It's not let's make a deal. This is the deal. You take the deal or reject the deal. And there's few there be that find it. Now, to the world, they read the red, red li- uh, headlines of a red heifer and think that is the most foolish thing. I read something from a rabbi this afternoon uh, that, that really, I just never heard it put this way. And he said, he said, what it boils down to is this. No matter how ridiculous it seems, if God commanded it, just do it. He said, we offer these sacrifices and we do these things. Now, granted, he's a Jew. He's not looking for Jesus. But now, Mark Stein's going to be baptized here on the 30th. I've talked to him two or three different times. He wanted to make sure I was going to be here. I said, I'm, you better be here too. I'm going to baptize you on the 30th. But to them, they don't believe he's come yet. He said, but all we're trying to do is follow what the Torah said. God said it, and we're supposed to do it. That's their, that's their philosophy. I said, hey, that's pretty good. Jesus said, if you love me, do what? Keep my, my commandments. That's exactly right. That's what he said. I don't know about you tonight. I'm kind of happy about a heifer. I'm glad they got five. I might disagree with Robbie. That, that rabbi over there is saying we got five. Robbie said, I don't believe they got one. Hey, Rob, according to that rabbi, they got five. That's a whole lot of ashes. I started to look, up, and I got sidetracked by a phone call or something this afternoon. started to look up what the population of Israel is. Uh, do you remember, Jim? But it's not, there's, there's less than it is than there, than there is people in New York City. And there's enough, there's enough ashes in one heifer to cleanse them all. Ceremonially. I'm glad I've been cleansed tonight. I don't need a heifer. How, how many? Billion? Million. Yeah. What is there in New York City? 30 million or something. Some 20 something. Anyway, a lot. But there's enough. Nine million people. Enough ashes in that one heifer. To cleanse them ceremonially. Get them all ready to go. How about that? That's a good deal. How about you? I'm happy about a heifer. I'm glad they got one. I'm looking for his coming. This thing's, we have heard this preached all our lives. Now here we are living right in the middle of it. What about that? Right here in amongst it. J. Vernon McGee thought he'd go in the rapture. He went by the way of the grave. Paul thought he was going in the rapture. We which are alive and remain. They missed it, Paul, by about 2,000 years. 
Marcus, this thing's closing up on us. Here we are. Before our sick people wind up in a hospital somewhere, the rapture of the Lord could occur, praise God, and we'll all be healed at one time. We don't need a heifer. Verena. Randall, give us a song. <laughs> you might have something you need to pray about tonight. I threw a handkerchief over here somewhere. I landed in the flower. Let's stand to our feet, sing a song, rejoice in the goodness of God. You got somebody, something, someone, situation you need to pray about, these altars are always open while we sing. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.